Welcome, everybody, to Robbie Cornelius Self Mastery Mindset, all of the above, making money. We're all about all of that. And what I want to do is help entrepreneurs all across the United States understand what it takes to be an elite thinker, an elite action taker, and an elite in your industry. Now, I'm using those words consciously, okay? And the reason why I'm using those words consciously is because I have an elite automotive sales genius, expert, okay? One of the most amazing individuals I've come across in this space. He breaks it down to the ridiculous and he doesn't just talk about automotive sales from a technical standpoint. He talks about the importance of building relationships. He talks about the importance of knowing who you truly are as an individual. He talks about, you know what, without any further ado, it's Mark <laughs> Rodriguez. Mark, thank you for coming on the podcast, my brother. Robbie, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to speak with you about something that uh, really for the last 25 to 30 years of my life has allowed me to uh, provide a great uh, life for my family, for myself. It's allowed me to impact countless, countless, countless um, folks in the automotive industry in different yeah. departments, different positions, ranging from sales to service through uh, the BDC. And for those of you who don't know what the BDC What's the is, BDC? Yeah. that's a business development center. You know, a long time ago, long time ago, um, salespeople, they used to do their own their own financial uh, work. They were contacting the banks themselves and someone came into the dealership. I believe it was Pat Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but someone came in, someone basically noticed that, you know, you got 10, 10 salespeople contacting uh, different banks. Okay. And it wasn't, it really wasn't productive. They were wasting time. So what they decided to do was build this department called the F&I, the F&I manager. Or I should say F&I, finance and insurance. Okay. And so by having one or two people making all those phone calls to the banks, right, it leveraged the power of these individuals because – Mm. They now built these relationships and they got really, really good at working these banks. Mm. Fast forward, you have 17, 20 salespeople in the dealership. And when they're hired, they got to learn the product. They have to learn paperwork. They have to learn so many different things that the one skill set that usually gets thrown overboard is how to master the phone. So this mm. guy, so a guy came in. And he said, hey, just like F&I, you know, having 17 people go to the banks, why don't we have a department of people handle all the inbound sales calls, the Internet leads, uh, the outbound market, the outbound phone calls, and let salespeople do what they do really well, which is the face-to-face. -face. Mm. And so today in 2023, we've got dealerships that have BDCs, we have these, these groups of people who are handling the inbound and outbound communications, everything except for the actual face-to-face -face interactions that would lead up to uh, selling the car on the showroom floor. So mm -hmm. I train those, I, I install service BDCs, I train them 
in both sales and service. And uh, it's funny you mentioned in the intro uh, my mastery, because even in obviously in automotive sales, the number one sale that has to be made, whether you're working on the phone or you're working face to face, you got to be sold on the fact that you are the best person who's qualified to help this individual to build that connection and that you work for the absolute best dealership who's able to serve mm. customers. So it, start, it starts with that core philosophy. You believe you're the best and you work for the best and you go and get it. You know, you get you, you get your training. Huh. You go in there and you the, the, the typical the typical onboarding process for a salesperson today. It really hasn't changed over the years. And what I mean by that, Robbie, is most salespeople come in full of enthusiasm and, and joy and happiness. And, you know, they, they, they're now embarking on this new career and it, yeah. it, they've heard some things. They've heard that, man, you can make a lot of money in the automotive business. In fact, that was very true during the pandemic. I mean, yeah. millionaires are being made in automotive. But then, then something happens. Something happens. And that thing that happens is when when you think you've arrived and you don't have to learn more, you don't have to become more, you don't have to invest in yourself, when you don't have to, you know, um, continue, you know, to, to develop a philosophy of continuing, continuous and never ending improvement. Correct. Then what typically happens, Robbie, is we call it in the automotive uh, industry, we call it the green pea effect. Green pea effect is where you have a really well-intentioned person who, who interviews for a job at a car dealership. Yeah. His motive, his motive is to make money because that's what he hears. You know what he doesn't hear, Robbie? Let me tell you what he doesn't hear. He doesn't hear about the stereotypes that exist in the automotive industry. What are the stereotypes you might ask? We Cut. all know those stereotypes, right? Yeah. So for year, for decades, for yeah. decades, people don't like the back and forth. They don't like that, you know, that we appear, we appear to um, not want to be transparent. We like right. over the phone, you'll hear salespeople say, oh, no, we don't give prices over the phone or um, no, no, you have to come in. Or, How's your credit? these high pressure questions that are done over the phone that really push the customer away. Mm -hmm. exactly. And so a guy like me, I, I come in and I say, okay, what is the goal? What are your goals? What, what would you like to accomplish as a, as a result of, if you had a magic wand and you were able to arrive as the world's best, best salesperson, what would that look like? What would it look like? to totally master this thing called automotive sales, both face-to-face -face and on the floor. What would that look like? What would that feel like? Mm -hmm. Who would you be as a person? How much money would you have in your account? And more importantly, what would you do with that money? Yeah. Where would you what, – what, so now we're getting people to talk about their goals and their dreams, and we're putting it in writing. And, and not just in writing, we're putting dates on you know, when they when they want to fulfill these 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 goals, because mm. I, I I can give anyone a workbook and say here is what we call the road to the sale, but if if commitment isn't in there, if if the salesperson doesn't understand why he's doing what he's doing, if he doesn't have a a goal and an end in mind, 
in other words, what what's what is the driving force that's going to keep him continuing on yeah. in this journey where he wakes up every day? You know, because you got to understand, salespeople represent about three percent of the population, for which the other ninety-seven percent would never dream of doing what they do. You know what that is? To wake up every day and know that you're going to hear the word no. Exactly. All day long. You got to eat what you kill. Yeah, you do. You got to. You got to. Yeah. Language, but you know. It's, but it, but it, but Robbie, it it is absolutely the truth. Yeah. It, true. So so what do I do? I, I go in. And I train, I train automotive professionals how to deliver world-class service over the phone initially. Yeah. Why? Because we're judged not only by what we say, but how we say it, yeah. and really what we're focused on as we say it. That's a really important concept to kind of wrap your mind around. Right. That, last key, that last piece, what are you focusing on? Because if, the fo if you're focused on the money, well, guess what? You're not going to be in automotive very long, correct? Because the money is not going to be enough to keep you doing what you're doing when you're not making money. Going through the ups and downs of of, yeah. of the sales cycle. One hundred percent. You got to have passion about. It. I, I just had a I just had a phone call this morning uh, with a guy that I credit for making me the man that I am today. I had a phone call with him this morning and that phone call was about how you got to have, how you have to have passion. And yeah. he says, you know what, Robbie, people come to me all the time. And he says, uh, you know, they ask me, you know, they want to be, a, they want to be a multimillionaire as well. And he says, I thought about you. I hadn't talked to him in a couple of months. And he said, I was thinking about you last night by the pool. And I was reflecting on our life and our journey together. He says, when I found you, you had nothing. He says, you didn't have a car. You didn't have a house. You were just, you know, basically just out there. And I said, yeah. He says, do you know I have taught, I have tried to teach thousands of people what I taught you, he said, and the vast majority, 99% of them didn't get it. He said, I gave them the same information I gave you. He said, and honestly, I had to take a step back because it was, it was, uh, it was painful because I attached my value to their outcome. And he said, it dawned on me that I, I can give them the information, but I can't make them do anything with the information. And he said, I thought about you. He said, I thought, he said, damn, that damn Rob has become a self-made man. He said, and I thought about all the other people I come across. He said, and it dawned on me that, man, not everybody is a chosen one. He said, you know what a chosen one is? I said, what's a chosen one? He says a chosen one is a person that knows who they are and a person that is going to do what they are absolutely passionate about. He said, that's why you're winning. You're winning because you're absolutely passionate about what you do. And I said, you're right. And I said, you know what just dawned on me? The same energy you gave to me 
is the same energy I'm giving to other people. But if I didn't have the mindset, as you spoke about just now, if I didn't have the mindset to withstand, first of all, the tremendous amount of turbulence I went through, I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be here. So getting into sales, especially automotive, and I know nothing about automotive sales, I could only imagine the mindset you have to have in order to stick with it because the churn rate in certain sales industries are very high because like you said, people come in, they focus on the money and you're going to have those slow days where it's like, baby, we didn't put, we didn't, we didn't put any food on the table today. The, the, how, do you, how does a person stay motivated during all of that? When, when, when they are young, ambitious, but they don't know, where their next sale is going to come from. How, what would you advise them on? Let's, let's unpack that for a moment. Let's unpack it. And let's, let's just start out with, with us, with, with you or me, yeah. right? the individual who is looking to, to get into automotive sales, right? What, what typically would get, what, what got you here isn't going to get you to where you need to go. Correct. Right. And you mentioned information, you know, if, if, uh, and there's a lot of information. I mean, here, here's, here's the reality, Robbie, you know, somebody looking to get into sales, man, they, they could shorten their, their learning curve. Yeah. Big time. J just by going to YouTube. Yes. So much information out there, right? Correct. There's a lot of motivation. There's a lot Correct. of inspiration. Correct. But if you don't take action, it's just information. Correct. And if information alone could solve all of our problems, man, we'd all be skinny, happy, and rich. Right? And so the reality, here's the reality. There's a lot of people making a lot of money in automotive. Mm. There's too many people making an, making a ton of money in automotive to say automotive is not for me. So I tell people who give up on automotive, don't ever say automotive wasn't for you. You weren't for automotive because there's too many success stories out there of people who, who really who really wanted it. 100%. People who are willing to pay the uncommon price, do the things that most people won't do. That's right. Have the things that most people won't have. Correct. But selling in any industry, selling is an inside game. Yes. It's an inside game. You and you've got to be able to look at the person in the mirror and say, you know what? The word no, it doesn't mean no. It means that the customer has to know more with a K. They have to know more. And also, the word no means not yet. Yeah. But you know what? Yes, it's coming. Correct. Yes, it's coming. Correct. If you stay, if you stick with it, if you if you practice your craft, if you learn your inventory. Hey, and here's the other thing. Just knowing your inventory and knowing your road to the sale, it's not enough. 
just knowing the road to sale and knowing the inventory and knowing how to write your contracts and your retail deal and your trade forms and all that stuff, just knowing that doesn't put you at an advantage. Mm. It puts you average. You mm. are average. Because the average are you saying because the average salesperson knows that? That's that's a basic requirement. Mm. That's basics. See, mm. most salespeople. A year from today, they're still crying about the same things they were crying about today. Yeah, they, they didn't change their position. They didn't change the things that were going. Like they, they didn't change their habits. Mm. A year from now, you'll see the same the same um, salespeople not making something happen, but watching things happen. Happen. Yeah. Then wondering what happened. Mm. I've been here for three years. What I, don't have, I don't have any repeat business. Why are my customers who leased the vehicle for me three years ago, why are they walking right by me? Mm. That. Mm. I see that all the time. Wow. Right? So think about it. Think about it. You and I go into a car dealership, and we both have to work. And they work plenty of hours. Let me tell you, Robbie. The automotive industry, it's it's not for the faint of heart because you are you're investing, you are trading time for dollars. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, in, in the automotive industry, there's a lot more month at the end of the month at, at the end of the month than there is numbers on the board. And here and here's here's the challenge. Here's here's the the basic challenge. Most people don't operate. At a level ten in their life, correct. I, mean, I have I had a, a very um, had a dear mentor. His name his name is Paul Cummings. He uh, had a stroke and got aphasia. I love that guy. He I learned so much from him. Just mm. a really really good guy. And some of the lessons I learned from him are that, you know, we we all have the same opportunity. We yeah. all have the same twenty four hours in a correct. day, but yet. There are some people who they will they will pay the uncommon price. They will, even though they look at the clock, it's going to be nine o'clock. Their vision of themselves 10, 15, 20 years from now, it's screaming at them. Correct. Now, don't you leave. Make one more call. Make one more call. Connect with one more customer. Send out another letter. Send out another email. Shoot your uh. text, because most salespeople they identify their success with the number of cars that they sell per month. Per month, yeah, yeah. However, however, the most successful people out there they understand. They understand that when they sell a car, that's where their job is just beginning. That's not where it ends. Mm. Because if I'm like the average salesperson, I'm not going to be memorable. You see, a lot of salespeople have this misconception that selling cars, is just, it's just pushing metal. It's, it's, it's a means to an end. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I work, I'm going to work this week, and, and this month I'm going to try for 15 cars. I'm going to shoot 
you know, when you ask a salesperson how much you want to make this year, they'll tell you, "Oh man, if if I if I can make a hundred thousand, if I can make a hundred fifty thousand, that would be amazing." That'd be amazing, yeah. And here's the thing, though, they just killed their dream when they said, "If I could." Mm-hmm. If I could is is the language of loss. It's if keeps you stiff. The language of of of, of scarcity. Yes. Right. Yes. But a more abundant way of thinking would be. No, no. This year, I'm going to make at least one hundred fifty thousand. And they they understand that automotive, just like any other sales industry, it's a numbers game, and the numbers don't lie. Yes. You see, if if you're not spending forty percent of your time belly to belly with the customer, you're unemployed. Mm. You're unemployed. You see, here's here's the other fallacy with the automotive industry. The cost of entry is zero in, in in the majority of the states in America. There are some states that require you to, to be licensed to sell. But by and large, Robbie, the cost of entry is zero. So and you see, so is that the reason why the churn rate is so it, it's, yeah, it's no when you don't value your time, when your time has no no value. It's got no. You haven't. You haven't placed. You haven't done the math. You haven't. Yeah. You haven't sat down and and gone into the lab, and just blocked out every distraction that might be. And all those, you know, th- those those distractions that are disguised as opportunities. When you don't block out those distractions, mm-hmm. and you find yourself saying, when your self talk is. You know, last month I sold twenty-five cars. I made I made twenty thousand dollars. You know what? I don't have to work that hard. I I, I did it before. I, I can do it again. Correct. And when you don't have a plan, when you fail to plan, man, plan to fail. One thousand percent. But let, yep. let's stay there, let's stay there for a moment. What do I mean by planning? Most automotive salespeople, when they take a, when they take on a job in a dealership, here's what typically happens, Robbie. It's they'll they'll come on board, and one of the first things they have to do is they'll, they'll go through the internet. They'll go through an interview process, and typically it's going to be a sales manager who is interviewing them. And a lot of dealerships oh. across America, the people who are in management. How they got there was a result of them having a series of good months, good sales. Just because you could put numbers on the board doesn't mean that you're a good leader of people. Say that one more time, please. Just because you've put numbers on the board for a sequence of months throughout the year, it does not equate into great leadership. It does not. And so it's for that reason, Robbie, that when they're interviewed by, and by the way, there are some amazing, amazing managers out there. There are amazing yes. leaders. Out there. So I'm taking nothing away from those guys because the greatest leaders in automotive, they're the ones who they're able to identify. They can identify hunger. They can, they can see that, that gleam in that salesperson's eyes. And so they, they nurture that salesperson. They give them all the tools, and they challenge them. They challenge them, and see what happens is if 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 
in the beginning of a salesperson's experience, they're not told right up front, listen, to work at this dealership, your desk has to generate X amount of dollars per month. Now, the dealership's going to provide for you a certain number of leads. We pay for those leads. They're, they're a privilege, mm. not a right. They're not a right. See, but that doesn't go on in a lot of stores. See, a phone, a phone opportunity, every time the phone rings an automotive dealership, someone paid some money to make that phone ring. Correct. And so if those opportunities are mishandled, man, it becomes a very, very expensive proposition when we don't hit those numbers at the end of the month. See, most people wait. Most managers in the automotive industry, they, they measure their success by the numbers on the board. And when the numbers in the board hit at the end of the month, it's too late. It's too late to make a change, to solve the problem that you could have solved back in week one when Johnny had taken so many, uh, we call an up a customer who walks yeah. in the store. When they've, they've worked with, you know, 15 customers and only sold two of them, but yet in automotive, the tendency, we, we let people just, fake it and, and flounder. Yeah. And when we ask salespeople in, in manager meetings, well, we do our, project, our projections. How many, Robbie, how many, how many cars are you going to sell next month? And so it'll be, I'm going to sell 25, boss. I got 25. It's rare that you, you'll hear a manager go, well, how are you going to get there? Mm, they just let it go. How you going to, with 25? You've never sold 25 at the dealership. You've never, you've only sold 11 or 12. How are you going to do, why are you blowing, blowing smoke my way? Yeah. Tell me how you're going to do 25. You see, because that, that's a very powerful question. Because to answer that question, you've got to reduce it to the ridiculous. Correct. You say, okay, for me to sell 20 cars, if your closing rate, and most people don't even know what their closing rate is, right? So if I'm closing at 30%, I had to speak to a lot of people to sell 20 cars. That's right. Right? And so... Do the math. Exactly. It, it, and it's all... It, it's, a, it's an algorithm. It, it, it's a formula. Yeah. It, it's the program. Yes. Right? It, it's... You tell me what... And it's not just how many cars you want to sell and how to get there. It's how much money do you want to make? How much do you want to make? What would that mean? What would it feel like to you? To make that hundred fifty thousand, mm. and here and he, and it's tough, it's hard because most people, they go through their entire lives treating their lives casually, and they're on track to become a personal tra uh, um, casualty. Mm. And let me explain what I mean by that, Robbie. Most automotive salespeople, they don't walk into a dealership with the same hunger that an immigrant comes here who's like, "Whoa, wait a second. In my country, you can't even say certain things. You can't even like aspire to, to do or be certain things. Here, there's no limit on what you can make. Wait, the dealer loves to sign real fat checks. You mean you're gonna pay me based on my effort? You're gonna pay me based on my performance? You mean if I make more calls and I learn how to do a better job of handling these phone calls and I, I treat my 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 job as a career because when you, treat your, when you treat your career as a job, job's an acronym for just over broke. 
are most sales positions commission only in the automotive space or is there some type of safety net in place by and large it, it's it, it's it really is the bulk of your compensation is through commission okay and so you, you there there are there are regulations there are state laws throughout the country where you know they may have you may have to make a minimum wage but you can't survive a minimum wage. Yeah. And by the way, if, if, if you're at a car dealership making minimum wage, that's I would tell them, get out now. Yeah. Go work at McDonald's. You know, see, I think the other thing, and this, and this is why, as much as it's really important, not just to know your product, right, um, and, and know your competition, you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to, you've, got to be able to know who you are yeah because what got you here is going to get you to where you need to go it's not going to correct let me share with you another example what i mean by that i mentioned the green p effect before and green the green p? the green p that's a green brand p. salesperson who they've never sold cars before and all they know is robbie you are you are my mentor. You're going to show me the way. Yeah. I'm going to do everything you tell me to do. Yeah. You're telling me don't, don't prejudge, don't prequalify, treat everyone with excitement, with a smile, show up with confidence, come in with a, with a you know, clean, clean clothes and pressed and because that's my package, right? The, I, I understand that people form an opinion about you in the first 15, 20 seconds of, of the engagement Correct. and they are dismissing you. Or they're saying, I want to work with this person. In fact, it happens before that, Robbie, because we live in the digital world. You know, who are you? I tell salespeople, look, when, what, what was your last three or four purchases online? Okay, you bought a TV. All right. So did you just walk into the store and buy the TV or did you check out some reviews? Oh, I checked out reviews. Okay. And if there was a bad review, would you go buy it? No. Why? Because why am I going to make the mistake someone else did? I said, well, listen, so check this out. People are making those same decisions before they even get to know you. Correct. There are people you will never see because of the reviews that you may have going on with customers that you served in the past. That's why reviews are a critical, critical part of your success. Yeah. I'm finding today is the more successful people who are just starting out in dealerships, they are committed. They are absolutely committed during their sales process to getting reviews. Yeah. Robbie, if we, if we take a look at, at the, the journey of a salesperson, salesperson has to have a really good mindset to be successful. Correct. They really do. They've got to be driven. They've got to be goal-oriented. They have to love working with people. They have to love serving people. They have to love the notion that I'm going to be there when you have a problem with your car. The challenge we have is we have a lot of salespeople who they they run. They run at the first sign of of an issue. See, the problem for me as a sales, that's an opportunity for me to show up, to show up as that person who is delivering on the things I said I was going to do. Correct. If we take a look at just 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 a little, a little time here, a salesperson 
the reason why they want to sell cars, and, and I get it. You got some spirit. I love cars. I love cars. Yeah. Here's the thing, Robbie. Automotive salespeople, they don't sell automobiles. You know what they sell? They sell what these cars give their clients access to. Correct. Right? So it, it, it's, no, it's, it's no coincidence that, you know, folks who are buying, you know, Mercedes, BMW, Lexus, it's not so much price-driven, right? Because you can buy, I mean, you could buy a safe, reliable car and get a Toyota or even get a Honda. Nobody buys a Mercedes-Benz because it's just a safe car. Yeah. They buy it because of the way it makes them feel. For some people, it makes them feel like they've arrived. That's right. For some people, they buy that Mercedes because of how other people will look at them. Correct. Right? And so if you... As a salesperson, if you can understand, if you understand that, I, I want to talk to you about an inverted triangle. Here's the mistake that most salespeople make. So if, if, this, if this is a triangle, right? I, I can't, well, it's like this. Let's say it's like this. Throwing up them gang signs, right? Yeah, I'm throwing gang signs, right? What typically happens is the more time you spend getting to connect the Noah customer in the beginning of, of the engagement, the less time you spend having to close the deal. Correct. You're right. Opposite is true. If I take shortcuts and I go right to price in the beginning of the engagement, I end up spending a lot of time trying to close them. You're 100% right. Right. 100% right. Connection is the closing. Connection is everything. I just, right before we uh, talked, right before we talked, I spent 30 minutes on a phone call um, from someone that I got a text message from directly yesterday. Right. Now, typically my people deal with people. Sometimes people send these people directly to me. And so I'm not going to say, Hey, call Sally, you know, or call our office or whatever. I'll talk to that person. So when I got on the phone call, the first thing I ask, and it's unconscious at this, it's it's consciously unconscious at this point, because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Hey, what's going on? How was your day today? Oh, uh, that was good. Uh, we just got back from New Mexico. Really? How long were you over there? Ten days. Ten days. What all did you do while you were over there? We did this. We did this. We did this. Man, and honestly, it was the first time I took a break without my without my work for 10 days straight. So I'm not even I know why he's calling, but I'm not even talking about that. I want to I want to know. I literally want to know where he is, what mindset he has so I can better understand him as a person, understanding how he thinks, how he's feeling. I know that when you come back from vacation, a lot of times you're playing catch up. Yeah. Right? I know you you had a you you were you you just told me that this was the first time you went away for 10 days without taking any work. So I know that subconsciously you might be a little paranoid. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I can relate to that. Try. You know. Today today I played catch up all day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you, you're so, so I want to know, I'm genuinely interested in this person 
so that I know what language to use. Yeah. And you know what? We spent the vast majority of that 30 minute conversation. I'll say 25 minutes of it was just talking about his personal life and what he's doing and how his son's doing in the NFL and all of these things. And in the last five minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, so um, you were calling because you needed a package, right, for your mortgage company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, here I have it. And I then for five minutes, we proceeded to talk about the actual project. And next thing you know, seal the deal. Mm. Because it was all about I'm I really want to know about him as a person. Like, how are you doing as a person? You that means more to me than anything. And my intentions, and I'll go back over to you, but my intention is to be a reliable source of not just information, but direction. Because maybe we're not the if you tell me exactly what you want. Maybe we're not the right one for you, but I can tell you exactly where to go to get what you're really looking for. If we are the right one for you, I'm about to prove it by showing you, mm. uh, you know, showing you why we're the right ones for you. And you know what? This is the third package we've sold this particular guy in three months. That's one. That's one package per month related to new projects. And it and it's he keeps coming back because somebody recommended him directly to me. And when he reached out to me the first time, I talked to him like he was a person rather than just another dollar on the end of the phone, because that's not what it's about. So I love what you're saying. Well, he, here's the other thing. You know, I think that if if uh, here's another misconception that sales, sales brand new and even seasoned salespeople uh, have. They see themselves as salespeople, but not problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Right. Mundo. Who comes into the dealership or calls in on the phone? They have a problem. Correct. They have a problem. Correct. Correct. So, whether their lease is coming due, whether they, they total their car, whether who knows, they have a problem. Correct. And you have a solution for it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You listening to you, I'm saying, wow, those, those, though, you just prove that those skill sets, those communication skill sets, they translate yeah. over into other industries. Correct. Correct. Nobody really, and this is a clear, this is like an old, this is worn out, but I live by it. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And it's not just a question of knowing that you care, it's you've got to prove that you care. 100%. Listen, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that number one, we're now in a, we're in a phase of life where if, if we're not embracing technology, if we're not if we're not having technology serve us, yes, we will end up serving technology. One hundred percent, right? One hundred percent. So when I walk into dealerships and I show them the power of AI and I show them how to um, how to create prompts that'll help them to just dominate their market. And, and, and position themselves to be, you know, the competitive advantage in their primary marketing area. 
when I build them a digital business card where now it's not a question because most think about it. I just got through telling you earlier, sale customers. There's a lot of customers out there. And you, if you read the reviews on the average dealership, man, if you said to me, Mark, that store down the street, yeah, let's say ABC Toyota, what would you need to do to just dominate that market? Yeah. What would, who would you need to be? Who would you need to show up as in terms of a salesperson, a professional that could absolutely blow every salesperson away? You know what I would tell you? All I need to do is take a look at their Google reviews. And here's what I would do. I would take all their reviews. I would look at the good ones. And I would look for commonality in mm. terms of what does it look like when a customer is happy? Yes. What does it sound like when you're reading, when the customer is satisfied? They're beyond satisfied. They are like over the top happy. Yeah. Because here's why. Now, what does it look like when a, sale, when a customer has lost trust? They've lost faith. Correct. They will never want to come back to that store. Correct. You see, I think Tony Robbins said it. Uh, success leaves clues, right? If you really want to find out how to delight customers, just read those really positive reviews and make a, make a, a, a proactive commitment to look at those keywords and what are some of those words wow robbie was he was patient he was kind he was he went above and beyond he he delivered the car to my home to my business he um he treated my wife and my kids with respect he had some things for them to play with and little coloring books man robbie was just everything was perfect when we got to, when we got when we went to pick up our car it was the mo it was the most incredible experience. Like a circle of people came around, we spun a wheel, we rang a bell. How about this experience? Robbie Cornelius? Oh man, I went into the dealership and he asked me, he said to me straight out, said, Welcome to ABC Toyota. My name is my name is John, and, and and you are. And I told him my name. And he said to me, Mr. Rodriguez, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> Who's a new vehicle for? You or someone else? I said, it's going to be for my daughter. He said, really? Is it a special occasion? Is something you need to deserve? I said, it's a special occasion. What's the occasion? She's graduating. You know, she's graduating college. Wow. And when Robbie goes, wow, that's, that's amazing. Man, she's lucky to have a dad like you, man. I tell you what, how about, how about, would you allow me to help you make this a mind-blowing experience for your daughter? What do you mean, Robbie? Well, would you like to have a big bow on that car? Would, 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 and where would you like, would you like me to deliver that car to, to your home? Are you having a graduation party? Are you, would you like me to pull up with that car mm. just as the party's ending? Would you like me to video that for you? Would you want, me, you want to make a sign for her? Man, let me tell you something. That sells it. You just sold the you just sold the vision. I can see all of that. We, no, we sold what we we didn't sell anything. What we did was we created an experience for yeah. that. And we you hear you hear that word thrown around a lot. Create an experience. Yeah. In order to create that experience, 
you have to, you have to have the mindset of a servant leader. You have to have in your DNA, you've got to be disciplined yeah. to understand it's not about this car. It's about, about the, next the next five cars. It's yeah. about the cars that the neighbors are driving. Because I guarantee you, and I learned that from Paul Cummings, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you, and here, here's the reality. Do you know why no, most salespeople wouldn't even do that? I'm not delivering a car to Robbie Cornelius' daughter's graduation on my time. Sundays are precious to me and my family, man. I'm not going to drive my car. But that's small thinking. That's narrow-minded thinking. You see, when you don't respect your time and you don't look at your time as having a value, then you, you piss your minutes away. The minutes become hours. The hours become days. The days become weeks. The weeks become months. And the, and the months become years of never really arriving. Yep. And look back on your career and you go, man, is this all there was? I will tell you, there's a saying, there's a saying in the automotive industry and it goes like this. It says, you're only as good as your last month. You know who says that? Who's that? Yeah, those salespeople who do the absolute bare minimum. Mm. They don't step outside their comfort zone. They, you know, they don't make themselves available. These are people who, when you ask them, why should I buy from you? They can't answer. They, they, they can't. Like, they, they, there's a saying that when you see yourself in the picture, you can't see yourself in the frame. Mm hmm. Right. So there are so many tools available. See, one of the things I, I have a I have an amazing I have I have passion and I have compassion. Yeah. For salespeople. Let me explain what I mean by that, Robbie. And let me go back in time. I'm gonna go back in time to, to my experience. I was a brand new salesperson, you know, and the guy who trained me, he wasn't around very long. I mean, the guy I mean, at this store, we had new cars, we had used cars. There really was no internet back then. It was, mm. well, we had, the big thing was the fact, I'm showing my age now, man. That's it was the fact machine, yeah. These leads were called auto advantage leads. And, but here's the thing, Robbie, back, back then, most customers were going to the local dealers because they had no access to information, right? What did the internet do? The internet changed the landscape forever. It would never be the same, Correct. ever. Right, because no longer are customers tied down to the local dealer. Now they go online, and now they're spending about you know eight, eight to fourteen hours online doing research. Yeah, and they are only visiting like one point five, one point four, like one dealership. What does that mean? That means that on the phone, you've got one shot. You got one shot. Yes, right before that customer dismisses you. So when you find yourself saying something. Like, oh, we don't have that car. The, begin the very beginning of the phone call, they're going to hang up on you. When, when you are not impeccable with your word, and that's one of, the one of the four agreements by Don Luis Miguel, being, being impeccable with your word means that you do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And you live your life based on this, this creed that says, 
you might know more than me. You may have a lot more product knowledge than me. You may know more about trade-ins and, and, and the competition, but you know what? You're never going to outwork me. Yeah. That's the mindset of a champion. Yeah. Because a champion never truly arrives. He's always taking, there's always another level. There's always another step. Correct. There's always another place to go. Correct. Right? So what we find in the automotive industry, much like in regular life, is People will argue for their limitations. Correct. It's hot outside. Oh, it's too cold. Oh, it, it's raining, man. This, this person isn't ready for a car right now. I'm not going to go out in the rain. It's it's 10 degrees out. Correct. So, so the mind, the, 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 the mental warfare, if you can battle the voices in your brain that are telling you that you're not worthy of it, yep. that's person isn't going to buy from me. They won't buy from me. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? It's all this self-talk. I'm Is black. It, I'm white. I'm, I'm too right? old. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm with yeah. All of this stuff. See, there's, there's, a, state, there's a saying that goes if that... We discovered uh, this weekend you are taller than me. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were very tall, man. But, I, but I, will, I will tell you this, though. I will tell you this. I said, what, Mark? <laughs> a lot of there's, there's a lot of salespeople when 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 I ask them, I'll go, I'll say, where's your car? Where's your car parked? Right? And we'll walk over to the car. I go, turn on your radio. What do you have on your radio? What, what, what do you listen to? Mm. Rap, it's jazz, it's rock. So wait a second. So most people won't look at their car as a university on wheels. They if they drive it hard to work, they won't take that. They won't invest that time to learn another skill. Correct. You know what my philosophy is? I want to be smarter than I was when I when I get to point B than I was when I was at point A. Like when I get in the vehicle, it's audio books. My family is like, man, this dude is so boring because it's audio books and it's podcast right. all the time because I'm still curious. I want to know. I want to learn more. I want to be more. I want to have more. I want to think bigger. And I, case in point. I go to sleep with, I don't even know if I, I won't say this on podcast. I might, <laughs> go ahead, man. I was going to say, I, I go to sleep with, uh, with headphones on. Yeah. I listening to audiobooks. Like I fall asleep every single night, listening to audiobooks and wake up in the morning at, right after meditation, sitting there, listening to audiobooks listening to the sound of my own voice, hypnotizing myself over and over and over and over and over again. You're right. Your audit, your automobile could be the best university you've ever experienced. Without, without, listen, that, that's all I play audio books. I'm 57 right now and I'm, I'm still a student. Don't I'm, look I, it, bro. I'm, but I'm, I'm always learning. I, I will, I will never arrive. Correct. Why? Is there's always another level. Always need something else to learn. See, I when I go into a dealership, I'm I'm cognizant of the fact that if I'm not on the top of my game, if I'm not at the at the at the edge, at the cutting edge of technology, if I if I don't know about AI, I don't know about you know how to how to create my own chat bot that I I can feed and teach my my selling language. If I if I don't if I'm not consciously and proactively looking for the tools that I can stack 
to help take people to the next level. Correct. Not just stay average. Because I, you know, I think it's, it's Eric Thomas that, you know, one of one of one of his first videos was, you know, being allergic to average. And I heard the story about, you know, he he told the story about, you know, the guy who said, um, who 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 was a guru, and this guy was, you know, going throughout the land looking for this guru because he wanted to be, you know, the best. And he figured this guru could teach him everything he'd need to learn. So he yeah. sought him out and he said, Hey, no, teach me to be like you. And he said, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Teach me to be like you. And he said, well, meet me at the beach tomorrow at five in the morning. Let's just say, and the guy shows up in a suit and the guru's in the water. He says, you need to come out, come in the water. He said, oh, I'm going to get my suit wet. So he walked, he's walking and walking. He's like, the water's coming up to like his neck. And the guru says, so you really want to be the best. How bad do you want to be the best? He goes, real bad. So he proceeds to push his head under the water. And he keeps him there. Keeps him there. You, you see him bubbles coming up the water. His arms are flailing. Like he, he's like, he's practically drowning. You know what I mean? He's, and at the, at the last moment, he pulls the kid up, the guy up. And he's like screaming. What, are you crazy? You trying to kill me? And he asked the, he asked the guru, asked him, what is the one thing you wanted most while you were underwater? He said, what do you mean? I want to breathe. Correct. And when you want to succeed as badly as you want to breathe, that's it. And you'll be a success. 100%. But, he, but here's where we're at today. We live in a world of instant gratification. Yes. We live in, we live in a world where it's enough for a person to do the scroll, to be a consumer and not be a content creator. That's right. I tell salespeople every time, how do you feel knowing every time you do this, you're making somebody rich? Yeah. How does it feel? How does it feel to know that every time, you know, you stop your scroll and you keep doing this, you're feeding an algorithm that's designed to keep you away from your dream? Correct. How does it feel to know that this right here, which is an unbelievable tool, th this right here is stronger than most of the computers in the world. Right Correct. here. Correct. In hand, you've got a device, a tool that can be used to single-handedly bring you down or lift you to levels that you have never experienced. Yep. And it, what it comes down to is it's your commitment level. It's, it's how you see yourself. You know, I have seen the enemy. Right? And that enemy is me, right? I have looked in the mirror. Understand something. You know, most people have a negative view of themselves about how, about how they show up in the world. They don't feel worthy. Yeah. They don't feel the fact that, you know, they are an absolute miracle. They are a miracle of creation that they beat out millions, billions of sperm just, just to make it. Oh, yeah. People don't treat themselves as being privileged, like they've got this unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. Now watch this. Now I look at it as a responsibility, not privilege. Mm. I have a responsibility to show up as the best version of me in alignment with my values. I have a grandson coming up. Grandson's going to come into the world in the beginning of October, and see, I didn't have the benefit of having a relationship. With with my with both of my grandfathers, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't even have a relationship 
both of my grandmothers. So here I've got this unique opportunity to, to, to just deliver all of the life lessons I've learned. Correct. To pave a way that would give my grandson the opportunity to make great choices. 100%. Listen, I was raised, you're going to go to school, you're going to work 40 years, you're going to retire. Man, no such thing. Not anymore. You see, a lot of people don't, they have no concept of what it is to manage their dreams. Yes. And so when you can't manage your dreams, you don't know what you would do you know, if you were to arrive at this place you'd love to be. Then what happens is you 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 just you get caught up in binge watching Netflix. You get caught up in not getting that balance in your life. You know we all we all have roles in our lives. I'm I'm a father. You know um, both of my parents are gone. I'm still a son. Um, yeah, I've I've got I've got work. You know I've got a responsibility to my to my automotive clients. Um, my physical health, my spiritual health, my mindset. See, the, the one pillar out of the ones I just mentioned, if, I, if you picture those as glass balls, if, if I don't treat my family with love and respect and I abandon my family, ignore my family, that's a glass ball, it's going to break if I drop it. I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't make up for you know, not being there. It, it's very, very difficult to put that back together. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. Yeah. If if I don't if I don't respect my body and I don't respect, you know, the food I'm putting in, what, what I'm what I'm, you know, uh using for nutrition, man, you know, I'm fifty seven. You know, last thing I want to do is at the age of, of seventy be on my on my way out with dementia and everything else. Yeah. Health is really important. That's a that's a glass ball. If I if I drop my responsibility to take care of my health, man, it's going to be over before I know it. If 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 I don't work on my spirituality, my mindset, meditation, you know, if, if I'm not dreaming really really big, then I'm I'm becoming a um, I'm really becoming just a shell of like, my former self. There you go. You know, the, the spirit in you dies if you're not stretching. Absolutely. But now work. I can lose my job tomorrow. Do you know what? I can rebound. I can rebound. I, we live in the greatest country on earth. On earth. You see, a lot of, a lot of salespeople, they look to get into automotive because they think it's going to be easy. Because they heard you can make a lot of money. But here's the reality. The reality is, yeah, you're going to have to work hard and working smart and working as though if Robert Cornelius hired me in his dealership, I have to treat that job as a career, mm-hmm. like a business with inside of a business, meaning I've got a billion dollar nameplate at the top on the top on the roof of the building. Let's say it is Toyota. And what does that mean? Well, Toyota's, they're known for, for being very reliable, right? They're known, like their used cars are known for being like great used cars. Why? They, they're, no offense to Kia and Hyundai, but I got to tell you, 
there's a lot of engines out there, a lot of recalls and engines transmissions. You don't hear that going on with Toyota Lexus. You don't really hear that. The point I'm making is if you hired me as a salesperson in your dealership and you didn't transfer the vision, your vision, mm. if you didn't make me understand that to work at your store means that I have to do the following. I've got to make 50 phone calls, at least 50 phone calls a day. I have to, you know, I've got to master the phone. I've got to master my, I have to know my inventory, both new and pre-owned. I have to know my competition. Right. But if you, but if you don't instill that in me and you leave me to my own devices, and this is what happens out there. So what do they do? They hire a guy like me to come in. Mm. So here, here I come in, and I'm giving, I'm giving them food, man. I'm giving them a lot of, a lot of education, a lot of motivation. I'm giving them a lot of inspiration. We're role playing, but if there isn't someone to champion the training once I leave, yeah, then they they end up going back to their old ways. Old ways, yeah. So how do you do that? Do you have a system? in place right now that will help champion so i am it's funny you said because i am working on an online um education academy right now so that any salespeople who aren't getting the the attention that they need the education that they need the motivation that they need the inspiration that they need to do yes. more and be more to take their lives from where it is right now to a level that they never thought possible. And I break it down. I break it down step by step by step. You know, laying out clear, actionable items that they can work on to become the absolute best person they can be, not just in automotive, but in their lives. Yes. Because it's, it's very difficult to be an amazing father, an amazing, you know, a, a thought leader, an amazing, it's, it's, it's very rare. When you've got your part of my friend shit together in every aspect of your life, and then you go into work in automotive, it's rare that with good leadership that that person is going to do a horrible job. It is rare. Mm. Here is what you see happening. The home life is a wreck. There's no discipline at all. The, you know, when things are falling apart outside of the automotive space, man, it just makes that. It makes it a job. Mm. It makes it like because oh, you got to shift that mindset that they're getting at home. Absolutely, you got to. They got a d different mindset away from the from the office. Well, Robbie, Robbie, look, listen. Let, let's take a look at it. Yeah, car, cars. Listen, you don't need me to sell a Toyota. That Toyota practically sells itself. Yeah, there's so much information out there right now. People doing their research long before they walk in the store. They know what they want. Correct. But you know what happens though, Robbie? You got customers coming in thinking that they want a Highlander, thinking that they want a Camry. But you know what happens when they meet with an amazing, consultative, servant-minded salesperson? What's that? That person now says, okay, Robbie, hey, I, I understand you want to get into a Camry. That's a beautiful car. It's a beautiful car. Tell me, how did you want your vehicle equipped? Oh, I want leather interior. Really? Why is that important to you? Well, I've got kids. I, I, I have a dog. 
totally understand. And what kind, what kind of dog do you have? Oh, I got a Labradoodle. Really? Wow. How old is he? Well, am I talking about the car anymore? No. I'm talking about the things that matter most to, to the, the customer. Person. Yeah. And so the customer's feeling like, wow, this guy, he's not like the average salesperson. Yeah. He's going to know me. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason, the reason why it's important, Robbie, is because if I can develop that trust and develop that connection, then I'd say to you, hey, Robbie, you know what? Before we go look at the Camry, could I show you a Corolla? Could save you thousands of dollars, upwards of $100 or more on the, on the monthly payment. Would you at least consider it? And if Robbie said to me, well, yeah, I would. I would consider it. The only reason why I offered him a Corolla is because in the conversation, I'm hearing him say to me the things he's looking for, I can get the same thing in a Corolla. Mm. I, I could help him. I could save him money. Yeah. I don't care if he buys a Toyota or Corolla or a Camry. Or a, I don't care. I'm looking to get my customers into the most affordable vehicle that's going to work for them. And it helps me out because... Let's say Robbie's credit wasn't that strong. I'm going to have an easier time getting him approved on a Corolla than I, would, than I would a Camry. But check this out. What if you said to me, no, 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 I want to look. I, want, I still want that Camry. Sir, helping you find a Camry, that's, that's the easy part of my job. I'm glad that you see the additional value that the Camry had. What am I doing? I'm prepping him. because I'm, I'm going to, listen, I am justified. He just justified why I should ask for all the money on that car. And I would tell him, and Robbie, if for any reason the Camry doesn't work out, we could always go take a look at the, at the Corolla. What did I just do for Robbie? Gave me another option. I gave him a chance to save face. Yeah. Because if I just take him straight to the, the Camry and it turns out to be too much money, you know what he's going to say when I show him the price and go, you know what, let me, let me think about it. And then he's gone because he's not going to... Let me, let, me, let, me, let me talk to my wife. Exactly. Me, and those are all stalls. Yeah. That could have possibly been avoided if I listened to the customer Correct. and I offered the customer options. On the phone, it's a totally different dynamic. You know, I don't know how much time you have, brother, but let me tell you, I, mm. I think it's evident I love what I do. Yes, you do. And that's why... That's why I wanted you to come on and share share with people your passion for this. Well, Robbie, here's my goal. My goal is to leave nobody behind. Yeah, I won't leave anyone behind. And I'm at a stage of my life where I've got these tools, man. I got these incredible tools from digital business cards to strategies and techniques and deploying AI and different programs to. P things that people haven't even heard of. Yeah. It's mind blowing that, that when, when implemented and deployed, it just elevates their game, it takes their game to another level. 100%. 100%. 100%. So, with you being in this space, okay, you have seen so many different types of walks of life, so many different types of mindsets. So many people that come in and think that they can, you know, do one thing and end up doing another. What are the common traits do you see from some of the people that are your top performers, 
top producers time and time again? They're unreasonable. They are unreasonable with themselves. They they have an uncommon will These to... These are my type of people you're talking about right here, dude. They have, they have an uncommon... Wor- words like perseverance, consistency, yeah. um, discipline, yeah. both on the job and off the job. You know, who they are in the dealership is exactly who they are at home, yes. right? You know, there's there's a um, there, there is no imposter syndrome. Yeah, right. They they don't look as a at a customer as a one time deal. Yeah, they look at a customer as you know a network. They understand that their network is their net worth. Yes, and repeat that. They understand yeah. that to get them from where they are to where they need to be, they can't do it themselves. They can. But they can only get halfway there because there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm. They build a network using technologies, skills, strategies, and techniques. If they if they are able to get, if they can duplicate themselves, duplicate their efforts, yeah, and and just create an uncommon experience for the customer. See, the most successful people out there, they understand they don't have to do it alone, and they also understand that. Their their time has a dollar figure. See that person making a half a million dollars a year, they understand mm. that they are not best served doing paperwork. Mm. Hire someone to do that paperwork. Yes, they are best served creating connections, being building. the face of their business, building their business. I love that. When you when you ask me what what separates you know the the uh, the above average, the the super sellers, right? The the people who have kind of figured out from the ones who are the ones who aren't doing it, you you can spot them right away. Correct. They're looking down. Yeah. Down. They breathe. They're breathing shallow. Yeah. You know. Think about it. A lot of people in the automotive industry, and and, and I say this with with a little bit of sadness. Um, they're the only ones in the room that's telling them that they can't make it. They're the only the only voice that they're hearing that's full of doubt is is their own it's their own voice and it's sad. It's sad because in in a moment you could flip the switch. Yes. Just by saying, you know what? I am so happy and grateful that I am just dominating my industry. I am so happy and grateful that tomorrow, I don't know how many people are gonna see me, but I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna help as many people as I can you know, with my products and services. I'm gonna seek to first understand before I'm understood. I'm gonna leave all my bullshit out the door. Correct. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna walk, I'm gonna step into the professional greatness that I know I'm capable of. I'm going to tap Ooh. into my potential and take the ex- the actions necessary to get the results I know I deserve. Yeah. I deserve to be great. I des- I am worthy of great. I am worthy Sweet. of being one. And here's the thing, Robbie. When you achieve those results, it reinforces your belief, your spirit, that you're working at the right dealership at the right time. You're in the right place. When you got that feeling going on, 
man, you start tapping into even more of your potential. But here's, here's the danger. Here's the danger. And this is why after a couple of months, you've got these green peas, right, who first few months, man, they set the world on fire, Riley. They're delivering 15, 20 cars. If they have a good manager, ooh, they're, just, they're doing everything that they're being told. And then something happens in month two or three. And here's what happens. They start noticing Johnny is not taking that customer because they hear him say, oh, he's not a buyer. She's not a buyer. Look at what they mm. wear. Look at the car that they just drove in with. They, they can't get approved for that. And so what they start doing, Robbie, oh is they qualifying people in their mind. Yeah. And they pass up on deals. They don't have that same hunger that they had in month one. The super successful are always hungry. Always They're hungry. always hungry. They don't prejudge or qualify. They know that even though the person in front of them might be a short deal, they understand the power of networking. They know that if you treat that person like gold, this person might lead them to so many more opportunities. Right? Be, but because they said yes to themselves, they said okay. yes to their future. They adopted the philosophy that the word no means not yet, yeah. but yes is coming. They're not like the salesperson who, you know, a quick, quick story. I know we got to wrap this up, but quick story. Someone shared this with me and the story about a, about a salesman, mm-hmm. ironically, who he was, a, he was a, a salesman in the country. It was a really hot day. It was like 100, 100 degrees out. He wanted something cold to drink. So he pulled up to this little, this little like store had a little porch there, and and he he parks his car. He walks up the stairs, and as a as he's about to walk in, he looks over to his right, and he notices this big dog, and it's just yelping, bro. It's just it's just crying there, and it strikes him as being odd. He said, "Why why is this dog crying out there?" You know. So he walks in, still thinking about the dog. So he goes to grab a nice cold iced tea, goes to the clerk, and he says, um, I got to ask you a question, man. What's the story with that dog out there? Why is he crying? Oh, I don't mind him. He's always crying. Yeah, but, but why? Well, he's sitting on a nail. Sitting on a nail. Why doesn't he get up? And the clerk said, because it doesn't hurt enough. Correct. See, far, far too often in life, People become conditioned to their environment. Yep. And so the conditioning of life forms a callus. And so one bad decision turns into a lifetime of regret. Yeah. The decision to not take action, the decision to not make one more phone call, the decision to not master your craft and learn the steps to effectively just dominating the phone. The decision to not play those audio books in their car and yes. treat your time on the road as an education. When, when, you make the, when you make the conscious decision to not respect your time, to not invest in yourself, to invest in your own training, when you make the decision to sit back and wait for something to happen and watch something happen as opposed to making something happen, see, over time, these little errors in judgment 
They build up. They build up. And and what they deliver is a a life of mediocrity. I agree. I agree. You agree with that? I agree. 100%. 100, You got to stay at it. Guys, thank you. Mark, thank you. My pleasure, man. For bringing it. You brought it tonight. Oh, my. You dropped jewel after jewel after jewel after jewel. There's Let more. everybody know how to contact you. If, you. if they want you to come into their dealership and transform their sales team, if they want to contact you, where should they go? How should they contact well, you? The, the, very, the very first thing I would say to anyone who wants to step up their game, whether you want to work with me or hire me, or, or the very first thing I would, I would encourage you to do is go over to, and you can find me, 24-7 at the webassetgroup.com. Mm. Go there and just you could just you, in fact that's where I'll be communicating with my customers a lot. Anyone prospect, whoever, web asset group. I mean, the reason why I say the web asset group is because in the web asset group, it is just filled with positivity. You won't find negativity there. Not at all. It, it, it is not, it is not a cable, it's not a cable channel. <laughs> Right, it's not CNN, it's not Fox. It it is all Web Asset Group is is committed to delivering education, motivation, inspiration, and bite-sized chunks that will allow you to absolutely take your life to another level. Whether you're looking to become a little add a little more digital to your world, you want to learn to you know develop more of a positive mindset. Understand something, man. You know. The education system, the, the public education system out there right now, it, it's dangerous. And, and I, I can get in trouble for saying that. Yeah. Here's the say it's dangerous. We're not, our kids are not being taught to be critical thinkers. They're not taught to use reasoning. They're not taught to think outside of the right. limitations of the people who are actually teaching them. It's very rare you'll find a multi-million dollar entrepreneur teaching second graders. Correct. Right? And so... Correct. And it's, for, and it's for that reason you need to see you need to be proactive with what you're feeding your mind because yes. what you feed your mind today becomes what you focus in, what you focus on tomorrow. Mm. If you live your life focused on what's happening with Trump, what's happening with the Democrats, what's happening with that man, that's going to eat you up inside so much, it's going down the spiral. It's oh not helping you sell cars. How many people waste their time on that garbage? A lot. Listen, you you can find me at webassetgroup.com. You could also find you could email me. My email address is Mark M A R K at real simple now at autoclientcare.com. I'll even put my cell phone out there. It's 973-986-1055. Now I might be helping a client, but I promise you I will get back to you. He definitely Robert, thank you for this opportunity to, to just to, to share with you here and and uh, and if, if it isn't obvious by now, I love I love serving people. I love helping people to discover their true potential. Their true potential. The number one problem I see out there right now is those people who think they've arrived. They are seduced by success. Yeah. And what is the seduction? What what is the, the seduction of success? It's it's hitting a point. It's getting to the ninety nine yard line. Yeah. And stopping. 
Yes. Not not going the full distance. It, it's stopping because you believe you've arrived. Yes. Yeah. Never believe you're right. It's putting a limit. It's putting a cap. It's putting a limitation. Correct. It, it's saying I want to make one hundred fifty thousand as opposed to I want to make at least one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, per month. I will. I'll end with this, Robbie. I will say that you know the automotive industry has been amazing to me, man. Amazing. And the one thing I learned in my years in automotive is if I wanted to raise, all I needed to do was sell another car, book another appointment on the phone, yes. learn more skills, learn my competition. If I wanted to raise, all I needed to do was just show up as a better version of me. That's phenomenal. Fill my mind with the right information, with the tool. Get access to tools that would help me to show up so that people would want to work with me. They want to send their people, their, their friends, family, their yeah. neighbors, whoever they know, to me. And here's the thing. In automotive, if you want to raise, your raise will become effective the moment that you do. Mm. Rob, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you for it. your time.